0: Welcome to MHM Podcast Network on MovieHouseMemories.com. Podcast for pod people. Our feature presentation begins now.
1: You're listening to a classic episode of Lunchtime Movie Review on the MHM Podcast Network. From our original set of reviews from August 2011 to December 2012. And we are the children of the 80s.
2: back to the Lunchtime Movie Review, where we review the movies from our childhood. I'm Matt.
3: I'm Jay.
4: Carnage.
2: Dr. Mouthful. <laughs> I'm Patrick. And we review movies from our childhood. Sometimes we like it, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we agree, but most of the times we don't. Regardless, we always have an opinion. And this week, Moonraker.
0: Moonraker! <laughs> Isn't that how we say it? <laughs> Suddenly
2: I'm back in the Warriors. <laughs> But first a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Space Camp because Moonraker makes you want to go to space. That worked out really well. <laughs> I think we
5: keep it. Space Camp. See, it's a joke. Space Camp sucked, but not as bad as Moonraker sucked. So you're saying of the two movies, Space
2: Camp is the better film. All right. Who's got the <laughs> who's got the summary this week?
3: I got it. Moonraker. What movie
2: are we doing this week?
5: Moonraker! It has been a couple weeks since we've done an actual f***ing film.
3: All right. Moonraker, a.k.a.
5: Bond in
0: Space! Remember Pigs in Space? That was awesome, dude. Right. Well, you don't have to tell everyone what the joke means. It was funny without (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: the 11th. Except for 20 people out there. It's like, why is he doing that? So you think our entire audience didn't know that joke? I guarantee you my wife would not even know that joke and she
3: grew up then. Anyway. Proceed. Is the 11th James Bond film... Inst- 11. <laughs> 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 and starts with the Moonraker space shuttle being stolen in flight from the top of a passenger but jet. this
5: one goes to 11. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if an airliner can freaking carry a space shuttle with no problem, then why the f*** do they need to charge $35 for a checked luggage? Keeping with the flight scene. <laughs> 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 We next see our grandfather, I mean James Bond, in a luxury jet. A fight ensues, and Bond and Jaws, the only likable character from Happy Gilmore, fall out of the plane. They Just battle come. over the only parachute. Bond wins the parachute by... Oh,
2: we, Carl Weathers. I like Carl Weathers.
3: They battle over the only parachute. Bond wins <laughs> the alligator parachute. alligator bit <laughs> and, and <off. laughs> Bond wins the parachute by throwing his Metamucil at Jaws, thus causing Jaws to land on top of a circus tent.
0: Wait, what was the joke there?
3: He's old. Uh Oh no, no. The joke was that that's actually into a circus tent, right? Yeah, he (laughs) falls
4: miles and survives. Yes, Yes, but softly into a circus tent. (laughs)
3: Right. Bond is told to investigate Drax, the space shuttle manufacturer, and goes to Drax's secret French chateau in California, just off the I ten and Highway sixty near Beaumont.
0: Right. I like that one. That was funny.
3: (laughs) Bond and Drax meet and have idle talk over afternoon tea with a Chinaman. <laughs> After tea, Drax tells his henchman to kill Bond. Tea went poorly. The henchmen attempt to kill Bond via a G4 simulator and in a hunting incident, rather than just outright kill the not-so-secret agent and blame it on some fall guy spies like us. Exactly. Bond also meets Dr. Holly Goodhead. That's not a joke. That's the character's actual name. Yes, my name is Bond, James Bond. I am looking for Dr. Goodhead. You just found her. A woman. Hmm. Not quite as subtle as pussy glure, but Bond writers weren't even trying anymore when they wrote this one. That's true. It's yeah. not all, it It's not all fun and games for Bond, since he conducts some actual spying by photographing some of Drax's secret plans. The plans lead Bond to Venice, where he immediately decides to take a tour of a glass making factory because that's what old people do. Right, Patrick? Eventually everyone was kung fu. Eventually fine.
5: you can put jokes in the summary, right?
3: Woo. <laughs> <laughs> <Bam! laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> Eventually, everyone was kung fu fighting in the glass display area of the factory with typical results. Drax's henchmen also try and kill Bond while he's taking a leisurely gondola ride. However, Bond's gondola has a... It's gondola, isn't it? it is gondola, I don't care how but you I like it how it. you pronounced it. Yeah. Gondola. However, Bond's boat ride has a... It's a gondola. Yeah. However, Bond's gondola has a motor and a chase ensues. Bond is about to run out of canal and be cornered when the gondola turns into a motherfucking hovercraft causing the bad guys to give up because the bad guys' guns couldn't possibly stop a vehicle supported by a cushion of air. No word on if Bond's hovercraft was full of eels. That'd be big and great. I don't, I don't get that joke. Get it's a money Python reference. Oh,
5: oh, okay. I didn't get that one either, so...
3: <clears throat> also during his stay in Venice, Bond also learns Drax is making a nerve toxin and Dr. Holly Goodhead is no ordinary doctor. A oh, woman... Well, She's a CIA operative. Bond then goes to Brazil to follow up on a lead and again comes across a little Goodhead. A woman. While in a cable car above a valley, Jaws attacks the both of them. Bond and Goodhead fall to escape while Jaws crashes into a building. A diminutive, pigtailed blonde helps Jaws from the wreckage and they both fall madly in love with one another. Because she has braces. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which actually kind of leads into the Sancho joke. but yeah. yeah.
5: Sancho's heart was broken with that film. He has a thing for the blonde-haired, pigtailed girl with braces. Hmm. You should listen to the James bond theme podcast.
3: Yeah. All right. Paramedics come to where Bond and Goodhead fell and offer assistance. Bond declines, but the paramedics are paid by commission and really insist on helping the two to the point where they are kidnapped and stuffed into an old-timey ambulance. Bond manages to escape the ambulance and celebrates by becoming a cowboy. Bond reports his findings to MI6, which directs Bonds to stop Drax. Bond finds Drax's Amazon compound, walks right up to the front door, and is captured. Again, he's really not big on the whole secret part of secret agent. Drax gets Bond to spill the beans on his plan of killing all humans from his hidden space station and repopulating the Earth with his, with his favorite people. Bond is reunited right. with... white people. <laughs> Republicans. Bond is reunited with Goodhead, and Drax stuffs Bond under a space shuttle about to take off. The two find an air conditioned vent and manage to make their way to another shuttle just about to launch. That is what all space shuttle launching pads need, or air conditioners. It gets hot under there. Yeah. Once on Drax's space station, the two disable the space station's radar jammer, the only thing keeping it hidden, and the U.S. government sends a company of Marines to board the station.
0: Wait, wait, wait. How do they send the Marines? Space
3: Marines. Into another space shuttle. (laughs) Into the trunk of the space shuttle.
0: Hop in, boys. But how many space shuttles does Drax have? Six!
3: <laughs> but with seven airlocks.
0: Six. Yeah, we always want one spare. Just in case. And how do, they, uh, how do these space shuttles get to the space station? They back it on in.
3: <laughs> in space, no one can hear you
0: Beep. back up. Beep. Beep. Did
3: I mention each side? That's song- what
0: happens when you let a broad
4: design make her a rocket scientist and design the, the space shuttles.
0: Yeah, well, this is a broad called Goodhead, but obviously all she wants to do is suck on a raisin. Because <laughs> he's old. Uh. <clears throat> Alright, so the 11th Bond film. Go.
3: <laughs> Did I mention each side had laser rifles? Well, they do. The station's destroyed, the Earth is safe, and Bond gets some more Goodhead. Moonraker.
0: So if we stretch this out over two and a half hours... <laughs> Yeah, this thing was something. <laughs> what year did it come out? Moonraker was
5: released on June 29th, 1979, same day as Sidney Sheldon's Bloodline and Meatballs. Uh, the
0: meatballs. Same, yep.
5: Better movie. Uh, same month as... I love Meatballs 2. The one with
2: the alien? With the <laughs> alien, yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it was released the same month as Phantasm, The Prophecy, uh-huh. The In-Laws, Rocky II, The Main Event, The Muppet Movie, and Escape from Alcatraz. It grossed...
0: Ah, oh, you should have done Escape from Moonraker. So,
5: it grossed over $70 million, was the ninth highest grossing film of 1979, right behind Apocalypse Now, The Muppet Movie, and The Jerk, and, or, sorry, excuse me, right in front of Ten, The Deer Hunter, and Love It First Bite. It was the, it's the seventh highest grossing film of the Bond series, was actually the highest grossing film of the series when it was released, up until Goldeneye.
3: Was this? Did no critic wow. review this? I mean, so people just went to see this? It got positive reviews. If you adjust it for inflation,
5: it is the fourth highest grossing film behind Thunderball, Goldfinger, and You Only Live Twice. So it was a certified Bond hit. Mm.
2: How many of this, this is Roger Moore, yes. the Bond. How, what number is
5: this of Roger Moore's films? Dead Center was the fourth film out of seven. So this is right before For Your Eyes Only. For your eyes only—is that the one we reviewed? Yeah, this is. I promised you last year when you guys sh*t all over that one that if you wanted to see a bad Bond film, this is the worst one to see. I'll pick. We'll do Moonraker sometime. You son of a bitch! (laughs) you want to see bad? You'll be going. Let me watch For Your Eyes Only Uh, again, please. It is. Yeah, well, you delivered. (laughs) This was terrible.
2: Yeah. So, space. tune in next week. All right. Space films, kind of well, popular back then. I mean, this idea of going to space and having a space
5: element, why well, why, why include that in the Bond films? It's well, so out of place. If those who saw 1977 Spy Who Loved Me, the next film was supposed to be For Your Eyes Only. And then in 1977, Star Wars came out, and everybody lost their f***ing minds after that and said, hey, we'll put space into anything, and it will make money. And they were apparently right. they're right. Yeah, they're absolutely right because <laughs> this film was the highest grossing of the series at that point in time, not adjusting for inflation, and and people went to it in droves.
0: Because the discussion went like this in the production meeting, they said, "Listen, Star Wars made eighteen billion dollars, and that was about a dog on a spaceship." Think about Bond on a spaceship. That's exactly what they said. Yeah.
5: They spent more on this film than they did on any other James Bond film
3: to make, it yeah, and they, made more. But now, even, it does
2: make sense because they do have the laser guns that they talk about,
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> laser, laser rifles. But even then, the book Moonraker this was not the plot of the book Moonraker. Well, yeah, but none of story.
5: the hardly any of the books are the, the films are based on. There's the books. a book, yeah. But, there's a whole James Bond series of books.
0: I mean, this was one of them.
5: Yes, this was the third one in the book series. Oof. Okay, so in the book, did they go to space? No, it's a missile. It's Moonraker is a guess. missile. Missile or a, a
2: rocket of some sort. So there's no space scene where no. there's a race of people who are going to the moon or a space station in order to kill everyone on Earth, to repopulate Earth in 18 years. So the 60-year-old Drax, his master plan is to sit up in space for 18 years so that he can become God. That was delimited from the narr- summary, but...
0: That's fucking horrible. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. That that's where you said I'm out? Yeah. Once they delivered the end game, once they went to California pretended it's the, the English countryside. <laughs> no, no, no. That happens the all pi- the time.
3: Or the pigeon that did a
0: double take?
2: I forgot that yeah, one. You were probably texting when you were. Yeah. No. No, the, and that was the other thing with this film. This comic relief they tried to do that was just over
4: the top with with jaws or more.
0: Old men right, aren't that's, funny. That's
4: at his insistence.
0: Yeah, Roger Moore's not, not funny.
5: Yeah, but in this one, it is so over the top. Cartoony, I mean, man. That. I mean, Jaws, who was a very sinister character in The Spy Who Loved Me, and I liked him in that, they make him, he's the comic relief character of this. He's crashing into, you know, tents. He's crashing into walls. Right. He's Wile he's I Cody. Kyle Cody. <laughs> Wile Coyote. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hes he's, they've... He's a shadow of the character he was in the previous film and and ultimately they they really kind of crap on his character by turning him at the ends because of the little girl and and, and even then he survives crashing from space in that portion of the the space station that they say that at the a throwaway line at the end that he and the girl survive which it's like let's fucking forget reality entirely
0: so way well
3: all that's what's got you. Never mind the launch of six space shuttles back to back to back with a thing of space marines with laser rifles.
5: You know, I've already at that point I'd already checked out okay. already. Anyways, I I pretty much checked out when Jaws landed in a f-ing tent and survived. That so was, within
3: the first five minutes,
5: yeah, the first five minutes is it's the the tone for this film is already established.
0: Well, just even the the story itself, it it's as if you had four different writers: one wanting to do a western with Bond, <laughs> one wanting to do Bond at Carnival. Another one wanting to do Bond in space. Another one wanting to do Bond in California, but at the but on a uh, French chateau or English countryside with Chinamen. I mean, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Bond Bond fights the Amazon women. It's horrible. Oh my gosh!
5: Fight yeah. them. He fell into a pond
0: with an anaconda.
5: Right. Now he fought Sharks the anaconda. with lasers. This
2: anaconda don't want none unless you've got bun, huh? Sir Mix a lot,
5: yeah, we got
2: that.
0: I love how you just calling it out today. You know the Muppets.
4: I do think though that Steve Wynn and all the other casino designers post Mirage on the Las Vegas Strip just watch this movie and you are like, aha, we need a Rio de Janeiro theme and a Venice theme,
0: right? That's probably true. Right. He brought uh, true. his own gondola to Venice. <laughs> right. It makes no sense. There's yeah, this yeah. old dude with a pole as if he's just rowing down, but all along it's been his secret gondola he takes with
3: him. Oh, my God. That has a motor and then later turns into a hovercraft.
2: Right. God. There's been 11 Bond films up to this point, and then they continue on and do For Your Eyes Only, and it just seems like in the other ones... It seems like everyone's always shitting on Bond films, and because they suck, a lot of them suck, and yet they keep churning them out, and people keep going to them. Well, and well a don't say money. people
0: just say Patrick.
5: <laughs> I didn't churn any out. No, but you keep you going. support them no matter what.
0: This is this predates me. This is this came out before I got into Bond. So, well, I have a feeling that as a sperm in your dad's testes, you were oh, still it was alive. It just wasn't. i just amazed them. that Roger Moore had this career. Yeah, it, that, that they didn't.
2: That... Pull the trigger on
5: him quicker.
4: It's bizarre, though. I really don't get Roger Moore.
5: Why is this film... I mean, what appeal appeals about this film other than it's got a space element in 1979? Because But it doesn't really have a space you know, element. It's
2: space got, becomes an afterthought in the last... 20 minutes of the film. If that, yeah. And, I, and
5: poorly done. It, but they had it on the poster, Matt. That's right,
2: true. so you keep waiting. Why he going to get up to space?
5: I've been in this film for an hour and a half. And, and even the reviews of it that you can still access to now are not that bad. There's some glowing reviews of this film, and I don't know why. And and I'm a Bond fan. I like the Bond films, but this is the absolute worst of the entire series. And to me, it's just how they even recovered to come back to make more Bond films and take them seriously. Because For Your Eyes Only is a very distinctly different film. It doesn't have as much like of that you know, wildy coyote type of comedy to it, which it, it takes as much self much more seriously. And I guess that's what they had to do to, to bring it back. And it was also real scaled down. It didn't have the over the top uh, villain. Try. I'm going to destroy the world or take over the world type of thing. No, but
0: are the critics comparing this to all other films or are they comparing it to what's out at that time?
5: They're, They're comparing it to the other bond films and, and what was out at the time? And in 1979, arguably not a very good year. I mean, Kramer versus Kramer is the number one film of the year with just over 100 million dollars. But you know, it's still coming out at the same time. Rocky Two is a decent film. Escape from Alcatraz is a decent film. The Muppet Movie is a good film. Apocalypse right. Now is a good film. You know, there's well, Apocalypse Now is a great film. So, but that it was so successful and so well received by a lot of critics at the time just escapes me. I don't even understand how you could even. Uh, even remotely like this, even if you're a Bond fan.
3: And even now, I mean, it's pretty much... Moonraker is universally the, uh, accredited as the worst Bond film ever. I mean, if you talk to anyone that knows the Bond series, what's the worst Bond film? Moonraker.
2: Yeah, but that they did this one and then for your eyes only, back-to-back, back, I would think that those two films together would have killed it. That they, I, I can't believe that anybody went and saw the one after that, especially knowing that it was Roger Moore. They had... I can't believe they didn't reboot... After those two, and say, nah, we got we got to start over. We got to pick somebody else. Yeah, Roger Re- Moore sucks.
5: Yeah, rebooting was an, an alien language to them at that by the time. But I agree with you. Roger Moore is the worst of the the Bond by actors by far, and his his films compared to the Pierce Brosnan or the Timothy Dalton, Daniel Craig or Sean Connery films are they're just they're comedy films most of the time. For your eyes only, he's
2: a pussy. Ser-
5: he's a pussy.
0: He's a geriatric pussy. I right. mean, it's even worse. He is. So I watched. It's hair, hairless jerky.
2: I watched Casino really Royale. He yeah, he is dumb. He's not even smooth. and.
4: But I watched. He has to be dumb to get for the plot to function. He has to do stupid thing after stupid thing. Why he's doing what he's doing doesn't
5: always make sense. Why is he going to a glass factory in Venice? You know, there's not really well, I would like to
2: function. go to a glass f-ing factory. Why do he need to ride the horse like a cowboy?
5: Yeah, I don't even get that. No. They want... I want to see... I would like to see Bond in a...
3: Well, exactly. Like, why did he walk up to the Drax's Secret compound? Right to the front door. I mean, you're a secret agent. How else Seek do it. you get in? Oh, the, in the Amazon you Yeah, in the about? Amazon. I mean, you just walk up to the he front door. He was
5: following the girl. He was chasing tail. Yeah. That's what he was doing. Well,
2: I was watching Casino Royale, it's which Benny is... Benny Hill becomes the secret agent. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good description. Yeah, it is. But I was watching Daniel Craig, who's a badass in Casino Royale, just after seeing this... And I thought, oh my gosh, that might be the two biggest kind of differences between from Roger Moore to Daniel Craig. No,
5: there's a distinct difference. I mean, even from Roger Moore to Pierce Brosnan, there's... Pierce yeah, Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan's kind of a pussy. Type. Yeah, but he's more active. He's more physical. You know, Roger Moore doesn't seem to get... throws Because he punch. can't move. Yeah, due to a chop. He, yeah, he's, he's literally... I mean, the Austin Powers makes fun of a lot of the Sean Connery as far as the villains, but the actual character of Austin Powers is more in line with, like, Roger Moore, who's more worried about sleeping with the woman than fighting and No,
0: fighting I'm going to say Austin Powers was a bigger badass than Roger Moore. Oh, no, that's, that's <laughs> without... He actually moved a little bit faster.
2: <laughs> all right, any other scenes? We jumped all around scenes. Any other scenes in this film he you want to talk no about? He had no problem with his prostate <laughs>
4: <Right>. relieving himself <laughs> after was... I think that's that when they true. shoot and him from the waist it, up.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I pissed myself again. <laughs> <laughs> He's horrible. How did he... How did he even get picked to do these films? Jason, he does four more movies after this, three more movies after this. He does three more. Unbelievable! Okay. How did he get picked to begin with?
5: He was English.
0: And I know he was like the only one they can find. Where was Michael Caine?
2: I had to take him <laughs> Michael Caine as Roger as a uh, James Bond over him. Benny Hill was
4: busy. <laughs> and and he's nothing like the Ian Fleming James Bond. Right? No. Oh god, I I would hope not. No, the Ian Fleming, the
5: closest the actors I think to Ian Fleming is Daniel Craig is that he's a hard edge. In the books he's got a scar on his face. I mean, he is not this debonair type of spy. He's very physical. He's he's just as likely to, you know, get into a fistfight as he is to um, Right, he's and,
4: what you'd expect for the British equivalent of the CIA.
5: Correct. And that that's what the the literary character is that you know, they kind of morphed it in the films and Sean Connery to make him very sophisticated, very knowledgeable about all the finer things in life, and and you know it softened the character a little bit. But Sean Connery still has a little
0: bit of edge. Roger Moore has no edge. No, he's round. <laughs> <laughs> and the opening of Fleming's book would be like at Her Majesty's convalescent home. <laughs> you know, he's limping around looking for his dentures. Where's my jello? <laughs> Jelly is <laughs> the Brit say <laughs> any
5: other scenes I can't stand the tent scene at the beginning. I can't stand the gondola
0: scene. no, no, no. but let's talk about the tent scene because you're a big four year eyes only guy Yes. right I'm gonna say that the opening scene of Moonraker' is better than the one you made me watch <laughs> the one with, uh, <laughs> with the with the helicopter Blofeld. yeah with the remote control helicopter, but what's his Blofeld. name? Oh, the I like by... that better Blofeld. Than... Blofeld I like that better than I like the... that one better too. But that I, opening scene just the stunts alone jumping out of the plane better than remote well, control well, there, helicopter. There's a very
5: there's a very good stunt sequence, but how it ends is so ridiculous with the if you're going to kill the jaws character, that's a great way to kill the character, but you had him survive and then had circus music before you go to opening
0: credits. Well, which I, by the way, opening songs suck too. I can't stand that one as well. I've never seen a James Bond opening where I was like, all right, now now I'm ready. All of them suck. Casino Royale. Yes. I love Casino, Casino Best one <clears throat> Good
2: opening song no Good opening sequence This one no. No.
0: Yeah no sharks. No they went with anaconda oh, they got an right.
2: anaconda
4: Yeah
5: That's right The anacondas replaced the sharks
2: Yeah tiger
4: oh. sharks are better
5: In the secret lair of the villain in the Amazon oh.
0: Well again the locations just don't make sense throughout this whole entire film Well they're exotic and They don't do any snow in this one That's true you know how they pick it. They
5: put up a map of the world. They throw darts at it and say, those are the five locations we're going to. We're going. Yeah, to Venice, but then they don't go. go
2: to,
0: they and go then to, one landed in, go in to space. LA. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, let's
3: go if to someone's California. Someone's really drunk. The dart just went off in the ceiling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. They go to California.
5: More scenes I don't like. They try to kill Bond. They want to kill him right away.
4: Well, this is a guy that, that discovers a nerve toxin that kills only people, but not animals.
0: From an exotic... Sounds uh, like uh, He lion. sounds like the head of PETA. Yeah. No, he wants to kill the animals with his guns. <laughs> That's true. It is true. Yeah. The big hunter. Yeah, he's a big hunter.
5: But even when they're trying to kill Bond early in the film, it's like this, if you want to kill him, just fucking kill him. I mean, you're going to have the this elaborate, put him in the G-Force machine and, you know. Which, try-
4: yeah, and and even that scene, it pitters out. I mean, it's perfect for Roger Moore. <laughs> Yeah. But but it's like, okay, okay, here he It never is. climaxes. How is he going to get out of this? It's like, oh, they just pushed the button. Well, no, no, no yeah. No, he well, didn't push the button. He
5: blew it up, but it was a perfect scene for Roger Moore. So i have to sit here, right? <laughs> what if I judo chopped the controls?
2: <laughs> he didn't have his Aston Martin in this one. Did he even have a car?
0: No, he had a horse. He had a horse. I don't remember. And he had a, car. a, a, a gondola.
2: gondola.
3: And a space shuttle.
2: And a space shuttle. Yeah, I don't think he had a car. Or a,
0: uh, what was that other car that... The Lotus? The Lotus. And now we need to <laughs> get... you have six. The Dax and the horrible sequence of when they're flying in the space shuttles, because suddenly there's six space shuttles. Dax knows he has... Drax? Drax. Dax. Whatever. Dick. Dax. <laughs> he knows he has five, but yet six are there. Because he has a leftover. <laughs> right. There's just, just in one leftover. Spare. The the whole ending sequence, but only is... two of them. Only two of them had laser. Only one of them had a laser. Only Drax's had a
2: laser. <laughs> had the laser shooter thing, right? Like a Gatling gun with lasers.
0: Yeah, and the neurotoxin that launches once every five minutes. Yeah, something like that. And there's he's supposed to deliver twelve, so they go all around the world. That was fifty. I
5: think it was fifty. Yeah, it was a lot. That's
2: fifty every couple minutes. It was fifty because they
0: started at one, and I thought, oh my this god, this
2: is going to take gonna be forever here for a while. And then they're delivering the neurotoxin in a little globe that somehow won't burn up as it enters the atmosphere. And then James Bond plays Asteroids with that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He does. He
0: plays the games of Asteroids from Atari. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> and as Jay points out, because he's the big nerd of the group, <laughs> that although they have the radar jammer, somehow it makes it physically invisible. Like, from telescopes and stuff, this gigantic space station in the sky. Since it's invisible on radar...
5: Nobody knows it's yeah. there. Yeah. Nobody on, you know, looking at radar. Hey, I just got six launches from the fucking Amazon. Did anybody got any idea about that? And
3: Because not, not it's not like it. the Cold War was going on and, you know, they were actually monitoring space launches or anything. Nah, we weren't yeah. worried
0: about South America. They had nothing. <laughs> no, the good thing was the Americans... Had the space shuttle ready to go, and we knew exactly where yeah. they're...
3: Loaded with yeah. space, marines, space marines, Space marines all ready to
0: go at
5: a moment's notice in case aliens invade. So you know, and they don't really mention, well, they don't at all even
2: address that this is a pretty fucking racist plot, that he's yeah. effectively going to... Drax was Hitler. It's 1979. Right. He's yeah. going to accomplish
5: Hitler's... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of white people on yeah. the station. I'm trying to remember. No minorities. Any. I don't remember any.
2: And, I think and, I saw
0: an Asian. They all had bad haircuts,
5: too. Well, yeah, you well they had are. that.
2: They had that old that that seventy surfer do. Like they all look like they came out of a a a uh, Frankie Vallon. And, and going Futus to the Asian, movie.
0: if you're gonna have a race of white people, you're gonna want one Asian around. That's who cleans up after you. That just makes sense. Any scenes that bothered you? I there's got to be something. The the whole movie bothered me. Ask me about a scene I liked. Don't have one. Okay. Yeah.
5: Closing credits? <laughs> no, not even that. <laughs> they played that. Disco version of f***ing
4: Moonraker. And actually,
0: I would think... The song think... was
4: lame. The song was lame. <clears throat> <clears throat> Terrible song. Shirley Bassey. Is that the last one that, that she does? Yeah, and... it's the last one.
5: I'd say she, she died shortly after this, but she's still fucking alive, so...
0: <laughs> Her career died. Yeah, everything about this film I did not like. It was, it was bad. And uh, it went beyond, like, just laughing at it, because you can watch bad films and sort of laugh at them. This goes so beyond that. And then you start running the numbers, and, and I'm not a Bond fan to begin with, but just uh, imagine people spending that money on this hunk of crap. What? It's like Moon Raper. That's what it should be called. <laughs> Watching this, and your reaction to it, having seen you watch Star Wars
5: Holiday Special... You had a similar reaction every time a new scene, like, what? he's a fucking cowboy? What? What's going on? Right. I mean, and that's how you were reacting to everything.
3: Actually, and that was more entertaining than the actual film. <clears throat> was, like, yeah, important. it was. Watching Jason. All right, I'm going to say this. I'm
0: going to go out on a limb. Star Wars Holiday Special, better than Moonraper.
2: <laughs> well, I agree with you, because there was enough comedy... Unintentional comedy in holiday special to make it worth watching. Yeah, this one has no redeeming. A
0: holiday special is a bad acid trip. Right. You're like, I never want to experience again, but I'm glad it actually happened, so I know not to do acid in the future. This is just something different. This the, is a different animal. Yeah, The Wookies were pretty great. <laughs> yeah, right. You had Scratchy. <laughs> he was watching porn. <laughs> But at I mean, like could <laughs> minute seeing Harvey, where they were just growling at each other doing <laughs> talk. Harvey
2: Corman doing <laughs> Wookie Ookies. That's
3: yeah. right. There's no B. Arthur in Moonraker. That's, That's all I got to say.
5: <laughs> no one sing talks through a song in this film.
0: So. No, but Roger Moore is the B. Arthur of life. True. Uh, right.
2: Point, Jason.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> Did, uh,
2: if you hated this movie, say aye. 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 Opposed. Anyone who loved it, yay.
5: Patrick. <laughs> no, I hate this film.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, happy I love how your voice today, went everyone. up for Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how I picture him. He's all me. Patrick. What movie are we gonna watch? F- another Bond film. No. no. Well, we're doing it because there's a Bond movie. It's like coming visually out. raping me every chance he gets. Well, it can't get any worse than this at this point forward in the
2: Bond films. Well, and they better redeem themselves after that quantum of solace.
5: Oh, I hope hope Skyfall is a far better film than this piece of shit. Then Jaws fall.
0: (laughs) Hmm. All right. Well, keep listening. Check us out on Facebook. We are going to do Octopussy at one point. Sure. I'm done with Bond for a little while. I'm done with Roger you, you Moore You haven't bond. even started Bond, you son of a bitch. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. You watch half a fucking movie. We're moving money. off of it. It wasn't even a half movie. It was like the last ha- half
2: hour. Next Bond we're doing is not going to be a Roger Moore one. I can't watch this old guy do, do this stuff again. Just, we've got to cleanse the palate with some different
0: Bond. Listen to this, though. Octo pussy. Eight pussies. Eight. Octo pussy that's another but, but uh, he was
5: two years older than he wasn't for your eyes only. oh <laughs> yeah and that's not his last one right no he does one after that <laughs> which right.
2: one
0: does he do after that A you to a kill have you to a kill oh that's a good one that's too. got grace yeah. jones i'm so. telling you we're gonna do those two <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's gonna turn it around maybe he's gonna turn bomb. it around we'll okay. see he <laughs> could do the fake bomb he traded in the lotus and the, the Aston Martin. they brought Martin. sean connery the, back the yeah, yeah the non-bomb oh yeah there's
5: the non-bomb never say never
0: again right right yeah. And then we're going to do Cannonball 2. <laughs> Cannonball Run 2. Now he's Cause in Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run. Because Bond is in that. Yeah. James Moore. James Moore. <laughs> he even drives like an old man. Roger Moore. He does. <laughs> <laughs> right. Got my Regal.
3: Left blinker on the entire way. Right.
0: He's just holding onto the oh shit handle right on the dash.
3: Well, that's
1: it for today's classic episode of Lunchtime Movie Review. Please let us know what you think of the film in the comments section on our website and rate it from one to five stars on that page as well. If there is an 80s film you'd like us to review, please send us an email at comments at com with your name, your pick, and your location. And finally, if you are of the social media persuasion, you can look the MHM Podcast Network up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you do, please give us a follow when you find us. On behalf of the whole gang here at Lunchtime Movie Review, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, we have to get out of here, and you guys are invited. This podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The theme song for Lunchtime Movie Review fireworks is brought to you by alexander nakarada at serpentinesoundstudios.com under a creative commons attribution 4.0 license all original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of lunchtime movie Review, the mhm podcast network and fuzzy bunny slippers entertainment llc unless otherwise yep.